What is up, everybody? This is Brayden from Flint Mastering, and I am the host and content curator of the Mixing Music Podcast exclusive episodes. And today we have for you an exclusive archive, which means you're going to hear an exclusive episode that DK and I recorded almost a year ago. You're going to have the chance to hear what our exclusive episodes are all about and how much fun and learning goes on between me and DK as we discuss technical tips and important techniques in relation to producing mixing and mastering. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to be a part of the exclusive content we provide twice a week, you can do so by heading over to mixingmusicpodcast.com forward slash exclusive. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. And we couldn't do this podcast without you. I hope you enjoy this episode of the exclusive archives. And with that, happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. friends and welcome back to another exclusive subscriber only episode of the mixing music podcast i'm your host for today brayden from flint mastering and joining me is the illustrious looks like he just got out of the shower hair all over the place daddy dk what's up dk how you doing what up what up i did just get out of the shower because uh i'm starting i'm finishing up month three of like running five times a week plus, like almost every day. And uh, today I just ran uh, three miles and then we're, we're back on it. Like I've, I've been, uh, it started because, yeah, like three months ago I was supposed to do a mix in the afternoon and I was just feeling really anxious and like, you know, giving myself excuses to the point where like me, who always said I hate running and I play basketball to disguise the fact that I'm running, and nice. uh, I was like, I was so anxious, I guess, that I wanted to procrastinate my mix by running to see if I can get rid of the anxiety. And it worked like a charm. And I got back and I was able to focus. And ever, ever since then, like I just split up my day, my work days in half. I have my morning half and my afternoon half. And I split it up with the run and a, and a quick cold uh, rinse. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's what I've just finished. There you go. Well, sweet. That's sick, dude. Three miles. That's a that is a big accomplishment. I don't know if I've ever run that far in my life. <laughs> I'm still it's still not the longest that I've ever run, and I want to eventually like just for the sake of saying that I did it. I want to eventually run like a half mile or a mar- half marathon or a marathon. But yeah, um, I yeah, my feet are numb after mile two every day. Like around mile two, my feet just like I I can't feel them anymore. It's really weird. And it's it's weird. even funnier because I've been listening to uh, David Goggins' book "Can't Hurt Me" while I'm running, so it's just like I'm calling myself a bitch and get get over it, like <laughs> fight through the pain, like the entire time it's happening to. It's kind of funny, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it it feels great. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, sorry, that was unrelated. Let's get to this first point. That's great. I think that's a good tip for all engineers. We're all well. I shouldn't say this, but a lot of engineers don't exercise. I know that, and I know it can drastically improve your mood, which will help your work. So there's a tip for you. Uh, but- for real, for as well as like uh, literally, you should right now like the studio, like in the mix studios. Uh, me, Lou, and like a bunch of the interns. Uh, are actually like working out recently. Ever since I started running, I like posted every day, who wants to go run with me? Who wants to go run with me? Which has like triggered other people to start going, like Lou's been going to the gym again and like everybody's been slowly getting healthy. And I think that's really, really important, especially the older that I get. It's really important. 
Nice. That's awesome. Sick. Well, uh, with that in the background, we will go ahead and get into this clip. Before we get into the clip, as always, thank you for subscribing. We love you. We appreciate you. We couldn't do this without you. And today, we have a clip from Warren Hewitt from Produce Like a Pro. He's an amazing engineer, amazing teacher, uh, gives lots of super great mix tips. Uh, we did an episode with him a couple weeks ago. Um, and this time, he's going to talk to us about DSing on things other than vocals. So without further ado... Warren Hewitt, roll the tape. Number four, DSing on things other than vocals. I have a DSer going on these overheads. Why is that, you ask? Well, have a listen. Here's the overheads. They're pretty good, a little bright, but, you know, I've dialed out some low mids here. I've got rid of some of the low ends, so it allows the kick to breathe. If the toms are playing in the overheads, they won't sound like cardboard boxes. It's a really good idea to scoop out low mids of your overheads. Done a little bit of a boost here. You know, maybe we could bring that boost down a little bit. However, this is where the DSer comes in. So I've gone at about 5K, 5.2 here, where it's pretty painful. And have a listen. It's just taking that edge off. Now, this is really, really nice on overheads, could be on a hi-hat. Sometimes on acoustic guitars, you get like certain chords or strings that are ringing super high. If it's vibrating in the nut or on the bridge, you can get like these weird kind of kind of stuff like that. So the DS is a great tool for solving those kinds of issues. All right, DK, so... Warren gave us an example there about how he used a de-esser on some drum cymbals to lessen the harshness on them and to make them not quite so bright and fit in the mix a little better. So what other things, other than a vocal, do you use a de-esser for, or what are some good uses for them? Well, I mean, let's talk about like the function of a de-esser. I mean, a couple episodes ago in the exclusive episodes, we talked about the difference between a multi-band compressor and a dynamic EQ and how it's really just the filters and the workflow. It's, it's not different as far as how it works. I think in the, at the end of the day, a de-esser is literally just a single-point multi-band compressor. That's all it is. Um, so functionally, I can add, like, I can use, like, a fab filter multi-band or any other, like, C6, C4 from Waves. Just do, like, whatever upper point and, like, a high-pass type um, multi-band and then just multi-band and compress that top end. It, it, it's the same. It's a very similar concept and virtually the same. It's just a workflow thing. Um, and in that, I think that, yes, it's a great idea to potentially use dynamic um, EQ or tonal changes to something where there's moments where it gets too bright. For example, he even talked about like an acoustic guitar. Some Most of the time, an acoustic guitar is not too bright, especially if you're like palm muting it. But if those the few times where those strums are like really strong and they're not palm muting at all and it gets a little bit too bright and harsh or whatever, it's a great time to use a use um, a dynamic compressor type rather than a static EQ. So it's more like a functional thing. Um, there's many things that you can... So on and that note, you can use a de-esser on anything that you want. It's the same as just compressing the top end in a multiband compressor. So basically a de-esser just works like a compressor, right? Just like you said, it's just targeting that very specific frequency range. Like Warren says in the clip, he targeted like 5.2K. Sure, yeah, exactly. And I, typically with de-essers, you have like a band filter where it's like compressing within a certain range or like attenuating within a certain range. And then you have like the high pass filter. So it's only cutting and clamping down on the top end uh, okay. above a certain frequency point. So Sweet. there's a couple ways to do it. 
And that's based on that's sorry, and that's based on whatever plugin that you're using. Some of those, some of those DSers don't have an option, but most of them do. Even the Waves DSer, like the standard Waves DSer, has band filter versus high pass filter. Yeah, I think that I think the Waves one is actually what Warren is using in that clip. If you guys want to go watch it on YouTube, um, something that I've seen. Uh, I haven't actually done it myself, but I have seen kind of a debate around deessers is deessers in mastering to kind of reduce the harshness of a two track or a, a stereo file that just might be really way too bright. So I personally haven't had that problem. Most of the tracks that come to me, I don't really feel like they would need a deesser to control the top end. But is deessing something that you've done in mastering DK? Of course, really? yeah. And again, it just comes down to what do you want? And and I keep saying dynamic, but in this sense, I'm talking about like a dynamic cut or attenuation, meaning that it's constantly moving and adapting to the song. Mm versus a static cut, like an EQ, like a high shelf, a cut at two, two dBs or one dB high cut, high shelf cut. Anyway, um, it, that's kind of what it comes down to, is w at that point in my, I'm thinking, is it harsh just consistently? Which it is most of the time. Most mixes yeah. are consistently harsh or not harsh at all. Mm. You know, and, and very few are only harsh sometimes. Or maybe a lot. Like it's only harsh during the courses. That I mean, that that's less. That's more likely than, you know, anything else. But uh, yeah. that's up to you to determine. And maybe at the same time, it then at that point you can get in more detail. Like you like that it's a dynamic and constantly moving, fluctuating uh, attenuation in the top end. But you don't like the attack and release times because it makes the symbols feel all wonky. You know, or it shifts it out of phase or something different. So, like, so maybe you try different DSers or different multibands or different settings for attack and release. There's just, there's so much more that goes into it. So, at that point, this is where the skill comes in, where like determining what you like and what you want it to get to and, and looking for the artifacts that every tool leaves. Every tool leaves artifacts. It's up for you to determine which artifacts serve the song or you like that you prefer and which ones are just out of it, out of the way. Um, I would say most. Most of the time, I do. Actually, no. I'm thinking I do a lot of dynamic EQ stuff when I mix when I'm mastering too. But I'm mostly in mastering. I'm thinking like I use a lot more expansion dynamic EQ than I do in mixing. Where I like I want to cut the the bass, so I do like an attenuation, but then bring the expansion the the dynamic EQ up. So every time the kick hits, it adds that low end back in just for a moment. Um, but yeah, that's this. That's just it's a workflow thing, and it's just totally up to what you think best serves a song. There's no right answer. I've definitely used it in the past, both through multiband, dynamic EQ, or even just a straight up deesser. And yeah, I do think some songs definitely need it, um, but it's not just one way to solve the issue. You can a harsh song. It can be a cut. It can be a dynamic EQ. It could be a deesser. You can solve it so many different ways, and and it's up to you to determine what sounds best for that song. So I'm curious. I've got two quick questions, and then we'll wrap this episode up because it's pretty simple and straightforward. Question number one. People talk about how they like the sound of a certain compressor. They like the sound of an EQ, stuff like that. Have you noticed any DSers that you really prefer or any DSers that you really dislike? Like, do DSers have a sound? Yes, yes, but it's kind of the same reason why compressors have a sound. 
or like EQs have a sound. It's like partially harmonics and like phase shift type thing, but it's also like attack and release and general filters of how they how they perceive. Uh, anyway, so like for some DSers, I'm pretty sure uh, I've I've heard. I need to look this up. So this is not something that you should, you know, totally take. You know, you should look this up and figure this out. But I'm I believe that the Slate Digital EOS iLois or whatever DSer um, kind of cancels out those upper frequencies through phase rather than compression. Oh. So like there's different sort of algorithms and different ways that they control the through the back end. Um, but yeah, they all sound the same. There's actually one of my favorites of all time. Um, is actually the one that I use the most is probably the Waves DSer, like the standard Waves DSer. I love that. I set it to about 4,200, and that usually works for me. And sometimes I move it, but most of the time I don't have to. Um, and then uh, one another free DSer that sounds phenomenal. Actually, I haven't. It's super easy to use, and it's free, and it sounds great. It's it's called the T DSer. Um, I'm looking it up right now to see. By Techivation, TDSer, um, T E C H I V A T I O N, Techivation. It's a really great natural sounding DSer. I don't know what's going on in their back end, but um, it's free. And then you can download the plus version, um, pay for the plus version. So it's it's great. Sweet. Well, that's awesome. I uh, I like I said, I don't really use DSers a lot, but I've seen you know a lot of uh, mastering engineers talk about the Weiss DSer. Um, I don't know if many people want to buy that though, because it's like four hundred dollars or something crazy. <laughs> I don't think that's necessary for a DSer. <laughs> I think that um, at that point, it's more about. First off, I don't doubt that it sounds great, and I've actually heard a lot of people say that. Um, but I don't know. At that point, it's just like, even if you had money to throw around, four hundred dollars for. A multiband compressor that has less functionality than a multiband compressor. It's like it's it's kind of hard. You're buying the brand, not. Yeah. I doubt that it's gonna. I, it's a four hundred dollar DSer is gonna help a mix so much that that's what made you win a Grammy. Yeah. No, and I misspoke. It's two hundred. I just. Oh, it's it two hundred. It it's up. still. But still, two hundred for a DSer versus <laughs> versus a free one that I'm telling you sounds better than most of the other DSers I've ever heard. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the Fab Filter one sounds good too, but again, the TDSer like is my go-to. Recently, it sounds so good. That's so interesting. I never, yeah. As as we were talking, I started thinking about DSers having a sound. I never thought about it to this point. But uh, last question before we end this, DK. What is the most unique thing you have ever used a DSer for? Ooh. If you can think of something on the spot. I don't know if I can. Um. Yeah, mix bus, drums, bongos, cymbals, acoustic guitar, uh, duh, vocals. Um, yeah, I don't cool. know if there's anything. What, what is a crazy thing? I think like the way the answer that is just like I have to record something crazy or mix the the, the track has to be crazy to begin with. Okay. <laughs> you know, <for> yeah, <laughs> um, I I don't think it's weird to DS anything. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Well, that's a that's that's basically a perfect answer. <laughs> Just put a DSer on anything. Just try it out, as is the mantra here. Try it out and see if it works. But cool. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. Uh, as always, links.dkmixes.com and then dkmixes.com forward slash videos. Correct. 
I keep forgetting. Okay, that's where you're going to go for all your video content, YouTube, Twitch, all that stuff. And then, uh, yeah, join the Mixing Music Discord if you haven't. I'm assuming most people here have, but it's a super great place. DK pings everyone there all the time whenever there's new announcements. And with that all said, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And uh, we hope to continue doing this for you. And we love doing this for you. And these episodes are a lot of fun to record. It's uh, the time that DK and I get to hang out every week. So <laughs> I look forward to it. But uh, with that said, we'll wrap it up. And DK, sign us off. Happy mixing, my friends. And stay saucy. Stay saucy.